Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome again to Going Greyhounds. What a week we had as far as New South Wales Greyhound Racing is concerned. The million dollar chase qualifiers, they've all been run and won. The build up to the semi-finals has begun. Semis, of course, this Friday night. Eight semi-finals win and you are into the million dollar chase grand final on Saturday the 24th of September. We also saw... Uh, the New South Wales representative Sacred Stance head down south to Victoria and take out the Hillsville Cup. And we saw some announcements uh, regarding prize money at the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club, which we will touch on later. But the headline act, as far as the last week was concerned, was the city qualifiers at Wentworth Park on uh, Saturday night. And one of those city qualifiers went the way of Father Rick. And this is how he got it done. And they're racing now, and it was a half-step slow orchestrate. Zara's Ivan out quickly, and Father Rick's pushing through. And Father Rick will lead at the first turn from Zara's Ivan, and orchestrate third on the rails. Fascinate Trump fourth. They're followed by Showman Jack, who's running on back along the fence from Wiradjuri Jack, and Ziggy Star off the back straight, and it's Father Rick who leads it by a length on Zara's Ivan, who's searching for a run. They're clear of orchestrate around the turn. It's still Father Rick kicking strongly. Father Rick went all the way, scored by tuning Zara. As Ivan, third orchestrate, fourth showman Jack. They're followed by Ziggy Star. Yeah, that was Father Rick's win at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. He just kept defying them out in front. And we're joined by Ray Webster, who prepares Father Rick with his wife, Sharon. Good morning to you, Ray. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, a big congratulations to both yourself and Sharon. Must have been a big thrill for you to see. Father Rick uh, qualified through to the semis of the. It was a huge, a huge thrill for us. Um, something we've sort of, uh, uh, well, we we had it on the radar some time ago, but we just didn't know whether he was good enough. That he showed on Saturday night that he's uh, he's in there with some sort of hope, hopefully. So uh, just need a decent box draw now and uh, a bit of luck to go his way, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. And was, I guess, the the plan was somewhat disrupted as far as building towards the million-dollar chase when he wasn't able to qualify uh, at Goulburn. I'm, I'm assuming that would have been the, the preferable way to get through to qualify at Goulburn and then just build your program from there. Yeah, it was. We we targeted Goulburn because he'd, he'd won down there in a, in a, a really outstanding time of 24.37, which was only a couple of uh, lengths behind Wales' track record, and I thought, well, that's the way to go. But um, we had no luck down there uh, in the final. He got um, chopped out about 50 metres after the start, and that was the end of it. So uh, we looked at Wentworth Park then as our final hope, and uh, thank goodness he got the job done on Saturday night. And uh, I heard the the interview with Sharon Post Race on on Saturday night, and she was saying on a on a big one turn track, he, he likes to to draw off the track. But at Wentworth Park, it's an advantage, uh, I suppose, for him to be drawn down in the inside. Do you have a preference going into the semis on where you would like him to draw, or or do you think he would be better suited closer to the rail? Um, well, uh, Sharon was right. Um, up until probably uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we favoured an outside draw with him and. We, and no doubt we still do when it comes to the one-turn uh, racing. But uh, 
on on Saturday night he he, um, he got out he pretty good, not the best to begin, but he hunted up along the rail, and uh, you know I think that's what won in the race. Um, in the past, he's been inclined to jump and then move to the right sharply. Uh, he's uh, but at Wentworth Park, he doesn't seem to do that. So um, um, we're just hoping now we can draw somewhere between one and four in the in the semi final on on Friday night. If not, well, probably out in the eight wouldn't be too bad either because he's um, he's had two starts from the eight box and he's won both starts there. So uh, as I say. <laughs> probably comes down to a bit of luck, Matt, and let's hope we get some. Yeah, it's one thing getting the the right box, but sometimes it's it's also about what's drawn around you as well. If if mm. you draw draw box one and box two's a mad railer, it can create an issue, or vice versa. If you draw yeah, off the works. track, exactly, exactly. So as I say, uh, it comes down not only to ability, but luck does play a big part in these uh, these feature races as well. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Absolutely, it doesn't. Just tell us a bit about the story about how he how he got the name Father Rick. I, I believe it's a a very good story. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, I I've known um, the parish priest around Camden and the Oaks and Oakdale, Father Rick McCann, for probably thirty odd years. And um, he married our daughter, um, Janine, and, um, you know, he's a regular at um, at the bowling club where he plays lawn bowls, as, as I do, and uh, got to know him pretty well. And uh, he just casually mentioned to me one day, when are you going to name a dog after me? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't want to just name an ordinary dog after you. I've got to wait until I get a, a good one, and then we'll see what it evolves after that. And uh, so along came Father Rick the dog, and I saw him one day, and I said, I've just named the dog after you. And he said, what would you call it? And I said, Father Rick. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. And uh, anyway, that's, <clears throat> that's how it all started. And uh, he's been out, had a, his photo taken with the dog and put that on the, on the cover of his Christmas card, which he sends out to a lot of his parishioners every year. And uh, he's been out, blessed the dog before the fireball final, which he duly won. So uh, we're uh, we're um, very pleased with the fact that uh, he did that, and hopefully uh, he'll come out and bless him again before uh, before the semi final on Friday night. I was going to say, if I was in your shoes, I'd be getting him out there every day to be blessing him leading into the <laughs> the semis this week. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a character and a good bloke, Father Rick. Yeah, well, that, that, is, that is outstanding. And it sounds like Father Rick the Greyhound is racing with a little bit of divine intervention as well. So any extra any extra yeah. help, I guess, he, can be a positive. Yeah. yeah, he needs that little bit of extra help on that. So, and we're pleased to accept it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, firstly, good luck this Friday night in the semis of the, the Tab Million Dollar Chase. Uh, box draws will be out sometime this morning, early afternoon. So uh, for your sake, I hope he draws well and then he races well on Friday night. It would be a massive thrill for you if he can make it through to the Tab Million Dollar Chase Grand Final. It'll be unbelievable. And, uh, you know, let's hope we can uh, we can get there. And, uh, you know, if not, just have a safe trip around on Friday night and uh, see what evolves after that.
Yeah, for sure. Well, good luck on, on Friday, and, and if you do get through, we might be chatting again soon. Okay, mate. Good on you. Thanks there for having me on. Thank no you. problem. Thank, thank you for coming on. There's Ray Webster who prepares Father Rick with his wife, Sharon. Terrific story on the on how he got his name, and he's certainly going to be a, a live chance in the semifinals this week. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with Ken Burnett, whose partner Amanda Brunton trains Black Chili, who won the Nowra Regional $10 million Chase final last week. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing Coast Model got away nicely. Also in the centre, coming through there was Flashing Corgan out wide. Black Chili, but Coast Model's going to drive up and try the whole Black Chili. But Black Chili headed Coast Models. They went into the back, lead to by two and a half. Two lengths third, then was Sam Biro, the inside boy series of Ray Cumbria days. Flashing Talker. They were followed then by Bird and Bluegrass off the top corner. Black Chili's giving this favourite a real race. Black Chili three on Coast Model. Sam Biro as they turn. Black Chili in front. Coast Model's not going to run it down. Black Chili all the way. Black Chili beat Coast Model, Sam Biro, and also Flashing Talk. They'll follow next in by Cumbria Days. And... Yeah, that was Black Chili taking out the Nara Tabming Dollar Chase regional final last week in terrific fashion. And we're joined by his trainer's partner, Ken Burnett. Good morning to you, Ken. Yeah, good, bad. How are you? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, a big congratulations on, on his performance last week. How has he come through that run and... And how's he building towards uh, this weekend's semi-finals? Yeah, Matt, he's pulled up pretty good. Um, we did have a trial on Saturday morning down at Wentworth Park, give him another look down there because he hadn't been there for a while. And we thought we'd just give him another look out of the boxes because um, the trip at Wentworth Park is different than the trip at Nowra when the lids lift. So we thought we'd give him a, an experience out of the boxes. And he didn't go too bad. I, I wasn't over-wrapped with the run, but... Um, He's he's definitely got a bit stronger, which was great. Um, so, but anyway, we're going to work on him this week and um, get him right and give him a hydro bath and freshen him up for the Friday night. And just talk us through that that run at Nara. He didn't jump brilliantly uh, by any stretch, but gee, he's got some acceleration, doesn't he? To to blast past Coast Model, who after she bounced to the front. After a few strides, you could have been forgiven for thinking the race was over, but he just left her left her standing still pretty much. And uh, were you surprised at, at what he was able to do to her or have you always believed in, in the dog to be able to do something like that? Yeah, no, I, I believe in the dog. He has got muster pace. He's really, once he hits the ground, he takes off. And his middle section has always been exceptional. And um, if he gets a clear crack to the middle section and, and gets a clear go through the corner, He's um, got exceptional um, second section. And now, because he's been off for so long, and he's getting a lot stronger in his run-home time now, which is which is going to be important because, as you can appreciate, the, the dogs that are going to be in this race are, you know, they're, they're exceptional dogs. They've got speed and they've got um, strength at the end of the run. So we need, to, we're, we're, we need to make sure that he's up to that with the strength coming home and, He's showing that now. He's getting a bit stronger with all the runs that he's compiled going into this event. So I think we're on the upside of it other than the downside. So I'm a little bit excited about him, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I can imagine why why you are. He was he was terrific last week, and if he replicates that this week, he, he's certainly going to be a, a big player this Friday night, I would have thought. You, you mentioned that, he, he's had some injury problems in the past. Just talk us through those. He did go up to the Northern Rivers, but 
Then he had around nine months off the scene. Just run us through the, the injury problems that he has had. Yeah, Matt, he had a, um, a hock injury problem, which, which was a ligament. Um, and, um, well, he had a, a fractured hock when he was a young pup in the yard, raring, and the ligament um, has always been a bit of a problem for him, but we worked on it for, you know, about six, seven months. We got it right, and um, he's um, come back in sensational form. Like he, we, we trialled him after we, we got it right, and um, as you can appreciate, all the rain and had a lot of rain out here at um, Brinjelli and the, the place has been soaking and we haven't been able to work the dog properly and but stop and start, stop and start but we, we took him down and that though and he went, you know, super time and like 16.76 over the shorts is a really good run and that was on his clearance trial to return to racing and from that we've just um, hoped that we could, we weren't going to put him in the million dollar chase to be honest with you because I thought it was too close so I thought we didn't have enough time to get him right and just things have panned out and just fallen fallen into into place um, so it's been a um, a funny road to be honest with you it's been as you can appreciate like we, we thought we had him and then the rain and then all these things come along and so he's, in, he's on the up that's what I believe anyway he's on the up and he's improving and so going into this event on Friday, he's definitely on the up, I feel. So um, we'll just see what happens. There's a lot of good dogs in this uh, race series, and um, we're all hopeful. We're all very hopeful, but um, just as the previous caller said, Ray Webster, about the, the luck in running and the right box draw and give yourself an opportunity, and you never know what could happen. So that's yeah, where we're at. Absolutely, and it's it's quite an even series I believe going into into this one of course back in May she's a pearl she was just so dominant going into that series where this time the jury's out on whether she's at that level so it's it's quite an open series so yeah like you just said luck will play a, a big part do you have a preference on on what box you'd like to see him get in the semis this week uh, probably a wide box I think you know from six seven eight I think that's what he'd be suited to because he does like to swoop down on dog bloggy he likes a bit of room and come down on him. So um, I think out wide would suit this dog. Um, he likes to swoop into the bends, you know. Um, uh, you know, she's a pearl. The master trainer's got him, got her, you know, and we we, we can always uh, worry about her. We, we know her ability. So, and, you know, Andy's, you know, he's a master at what he does. He's, he's been um, top of the tree for a long time and, um, you can always be nervous about she's a pearl because the right person's got her, that's for sure. And if he gets a right, you know, I, I just, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he, that that she's a pearl, she's the one to beat in the series. But um, anyway, there's a bit of a story too with Black Chili. Um, Black Chili was um, whelped here. We whelped her, whelped him. And, and um, my partner, Amanda, she had a, um, a bit of a health scare. And Andy stepped up and he um, purchased the litter office because we were in that stage where we didn't know what was going to happen with Mandy's health. And, and um, he purchased the dog, or actually the whole litter. And he said to Mandy, when they're broken in, you can pick one to train for me. Anyway, so she always said that she liked the Roman nose black dog. And so Andy, true to his word, he... Uh, Gave that dog back to us to train for him. And um, 
and we appreciate everything he did there because this is the dog. And, um, and he's gone on from there. And um, when he won a couple of races, Andy said to me, "Would you like to? Um, would you like to buy the dog back?" And um, lucky enough, we we decided, yeah, we would. So we purchased the dog back off Andy, and um, this is where we are today. So um, I can thank nobody but Andy for what's happened with that situation because he helped us out at a bad time and and um, give us an opportunity to purchase the dog back and um, that's what's happened and so now we're in the semi-finals of a million dollar chase and you just don't know what could happen yeah absolutely that's in that's that's a, a pretty amazing story and and just terrific generosity by Andy but he, he might not be overly thrilled if if <laughs> you were to come out and beat she's a pearl on Friday night he might think why why did I offer that back but um, yeah that's that, that was terrific by Andy and um, well, yeah, certainly. Amanda, Amanda had the eye from a very young age for him. Yeah, she did. As as you, as you can appreciate, we ran them here, and we got them to break in stage, and and Andy purchased the whole litter office and sent them away for break in, and and that's that's how it all all began. And um, so Andy promised that she could pick one what she wanted to train for him. So, um, and then he moved the rest of the litter on. He, um, you know, raised them and sold them and moved them on and then he said if you want to purchase this dog back he's more than happy for us to buy him back and so he was going good at the time he'd won one in Wenny at Wenny too you know and so he he really looked after us and I could only thank him very much for that opportunity you know but he won't be forgotten when if we do win it (laughs) yeah that's 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 awesome well you certainly got the greyhound that uh, is good enough if he can if he can put it all together Uh, yep two weeks in a row. So good luck this Friday firstly and then by extension if he can get through the following week. Thanks Matt, thanks for the call. No problem, there's Ken Burnett whose partner trains Amanda Brunton trains Black Chili who will be in the Million Dollar Chase semi-finals this week. We'll head for another break on the other side we'll chat with Michelle Sultana who trains Sacred Stance to win the Hillsville Cup last Sunday. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. They're racing and Quinlan Bale out okay. Action Girl left quickly with Unleashed Kalinda. Panama Canal's having a bump coming over now. Typhoon Sammy Ferdinand Boy and then Sacred Stance and at the rear of the field, Nicholson Bale. Sacred Stance now went through with Action Girl. They're a length to Quinlan Bale. It's Sacred Stance in front. Clings on and wins. Sacred Stance won the cup by a neck from either Quinlan Bale or Typhoon Sammy who was gutsy in a big finish. Then Action Girl followed by Unleashed Kalinda, Nicholson Bale, Ferdinand Boy. Yeah, that was Sacred Stance going down to Victoria and taking out the Hillsville Cup up the straight last Sunday. And we're joined by his trainer, Michelle Sultana. Good morning to you, Michelle. Hey, Matty. How you going? Yeah, I'm good. Firstly, big congratulations to you. Must have been not only a big thrill, but uh, a massive reward, I suppose, for, for all the travel that yourself and Daryl have done the past few weeks, getting Sacred Stance ready for the Hillsville Cup. Yeah, it was. It was a... Uh... A massive achievement that we put in the hard yards and it paid off. And just talk us through some of those hard yards. Of course, you guys train up up in the in the Hunter Valley, so to head down to to Hillsville, it's it, it's, it's not an easy task, is it? No, we were like leaving probably two thirty, three o'clock in the morning the night before, and heading down there, and we were getting there about three thirty in the afternoon. So um, by the second week, we sort of had 
everything down packed. We knew where we could go walk the dog, and he was he was so he's such a good traveller, and he was perfect in the cabin. We just took his beds with us and put them on the floor in the cabin, and yep, he just laid there and didn't move. And it, uh, that's obviously a credit to him. You just mentioned that he's a good traveller, but for a greyhound that to be put out of their comfort zone like that three weeks in a row, but improve every week. It's just a, a real credit to, to him and just shows how tough he is and, and his quality. Yeah, well, the final he did, he did put in and he pushed hard to, to get through. He just caught bumps all the way and when he sort of got a little bit of free air, he just took off and it was just a matter of holding on and he did. So it was put a big smile on my face down the other end of the boxes, that's for sure. Yeah, and a thoroughly deserved smile. Yeah, just touch on that race. There's not too many greyhounds that would have been able to sort of repel all that bumping that he had in the first half of the race. And then, like you said, when he got clear air, he just let rip and and put them away pretty quickly. It, it takes a pretty special dog to be able to do that, doesn't it? It does. And, and he didn't actually come out too bad, but the four just sort of bumped him pretty much straight away and he sort of couldn't get any any room but he just kept digging and digging and he didn't give up and he just kept going and when he when he got a little bit of clear air and yeah he just got that couple of lengths in front or a length and a half in front and it was just enough it was it was good to watch yeah it was very good to watch even even from from the lounge room watching on tv it was a a terrific win and just go back a a a few months ago he he had that injury There, there must have been some Oh, real concern. He'd come to you guys with a a pretty hefty price tag with a, a terrific Tasmanian record. So there must have been some concern that you would never get him back. So to have him back firing and, and to get that uh, that feature race under his belt must give you a lot of satisfaction to, to be able to have achieved that. Well, it does. And the pressure's sort of a little bit off now. And, you know, he's made a fair bit of money back for the owners. But, yeah, when, when he did that at Maitland... We didn't know what he did when after the race until we actually got to the dog. So just to do a pin muscle, I know it's a pin muscle, but he didn't break any bones, and and that was that was a relief. And yeah, it was it was a shock because you know we just got him right, but we had to give him time off, and he just proved himself that you know he can go through it and come back. And he's done that many kilometres of travelling, and it hasn't bothered him one bit. Like he was running around the yard this morning, like. <laughs> nothing doing donuts so yeah it was, it's been a it's been a fun trip but we we are we're definitely very tired and um he doesn't show it but yeah it's been a, it's been a hell of a three weeks <laughs> i was gonna say it sounds like he's handled it a lot better than than yourself and daryl <laughs> what what's what's next for him now well I, I spoke to joe last week who mentioned maybe he might head up to queensland to Capalabar. do you think That'll be his go is the straight racing, or is there still a, a chance for him on those one-turn tracks? Uh, we speak to Joe a fair bit, and we sort of like put out a few maps on where we where we wanted to target. And there's a few big races coming up, but you know, Capalabar was always on the the radar, and because he did so well down in Melbourne, you sort of can't not go. So, yep, Capalabar is definitely um, happening, and will be probably heading up there next week and trialling him. We'll just give him a look on the track and go from there. I'm sure once he's finished at Cabalabay, 
uh, you and Daryl might be able to go on a, a small little holiday and, and, and refresh from, from all the travel that you guys will have done. Well, we're, yeah, well, after Kapalaba, there's the Hobart race on, and he did compete in that last year, so that's definitely um, on the cards, but we'll just take race by race and go from there. Yeah, very good. Well, firstly, a big congratulations to to yourself and Daryl on his win at the in the Hillsville Cup on Sunday, and, and good luck for the future with him. He is a, a he's a real beauty, and he's such a a good looking greyhound as well. It's uh, you don't see too many of those greyhounds that are stunning to look at that can then translate it to to the racetrack and even uh, race horses and 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 trotters f- for that matter as well but uh, he's certainly one of those that looks good but can that can perform on the on the track oh yeah every it doesn't matter where i go they're all going to me how pretty he is and and how nice he looks and and you know just with his stance and and everything like he's just he's a real race dog he he just and he loves it but matt can i just say like i just have to thank you all our family and that like they've helped us out so much and you know Daryl's mum, she stays here and looks after everything while we're away and we know everything's good and, you know, I've got my dad to come up and check the dog in between weeks of running back and forth. So, yeah, it's been it's been a whole family effort, but we, we did it. Yeah, that, that you did and, yeah, a, a big justification for, for all the work, not only uh, you and Daryl put in, but also your families as well to, to keep the, the engine running. Yeah, Definitely. Well, thanks for the chat this morning, Michelle, and, and good luck for the future with, with Sacred Stance. Thanks, Matt. There's Michelle Sultana, who you could tell was tired, but utterly thrilled with her Greyhound Sacred Stance taking out the Hillsville Cup last Sunday. We'll have for a short break, we'll chat with Gary Clark on the other side. A quick chat about the, the new prize money announcements at the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going Greyhounds. So welcome back to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. We're joined by Gary Clark, who's president of the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club. Good morning to you, Gary. Yeah, very good morning, Matt. Uh, firstly, big announcements last week around the, the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club and, and some increased prize money for your two big feature races, the Cup and the Fireball. Just talk us talk us through those and, and what they mean to the, the Goulburn Club. Yeah, Matt, look, it gives us great satisfaction that we can actually uh, elevate that prize money to record levels for two of our our feature races in the Golden Cup and also the Fireball, uh, of course, their run next month. The heat's on the 14th of October, the final on the 21st. The Golden Cup uh, elevated now to $40,000 first prize money and the Fireball, which is over the three fifty, is now up to $25,000. So... As I said, it is uh, record-level prize money for our feature races. Of course, a couple of months ago, we increased the Zoom top from 10000 also to 25000 But the Goulburn Cup, it's, uh, it's got a long history, Matt. Um, I know going back when we were only a country club, back through the, the 70s, 80s and early 90s, it was only worth $1,000 then. Uh, but it was it was always had that bit of prestige to it uh, for a country club. And you only got to look at the honour roll to see some of the real... Uh, top-class Harold Park chasers that come down and contested the Cup and won it with the likes of uh, Gold Spring, uh, Keto's Benji, November Prince won it two years in a row at McGillicuddy. And then in the mid-90s, we increased it to $5,000. We're still a country club at that stage. And then in 2012, 
we were given our tab license and uh, we then elevated it up to uh, $10,000. And then, of course, in 2018, we moved it up to $25,000. And uh, last year, we were given group status of Group 3 for the Cup, our first group uh, race uh, as, a, as a race club. And this year, as I said, up now to $40,000. But the important thing is, although we're still a Group 3, the Cup this year, uh, we are going to distribute Group 2 prize money with the 40000 of the winner, 9000 second and $5,500 third. So I think that's pretty exciting for the club and particularly for for the uh, owners and trainers that are competing in the Cup this year. And, of course, the supporting race, uh, which has really uh, you know grown over the, uh, the six years that it's been run, the Fireball, back in 2016 with... Trying to think of uh, you know another race we could run with the Golden Cup uh, at this time of the year, and we thought why not for the short courses over the 350. So it was a matter of getting a good name, and I come up with the Fireball, which I thought was ideal for the 350. We ran with that, and uh, the inaugural running was back in 2016. It was won by Spider's brother for Neil Staines. And it really started to grow over the next couple of years, particularly with the class of dog um, that was competing in this series in 2018. Anthony has a party come up with Mooning on an all from Victoria. Um, he broke the track record. He holds the race record. He won the race. And in fact, that year, um, the fireball almost overshadowed the Golden Cup with the class of dog that went through it. Of course, in 2020, we thought, well, we, we now need to really have a good look at the fireball. Uh, we need to uh, develop this race. So we increased it to $10,000 on the Rocks won it in 2020. Four weeks later, she made the group run. Uh, Laurel's final at Sandown, and then of course last year, Father Rick, only a young dog, a brilliant performance, and uh, last year, of course, more Sauce broke the track record in the heats. It was a real class race again last year, and of course, two months uh, later, as you heard earlier, Father Rick going around in the semis of the million dollar chase at, uh, at Wentworth Park. So, you know, it's uh, it's been a, a real developing situation for the club um, over a long period of time with both these races. Uh, both the cup and, and also the fireball. And look, we feel, Matt, that uh, running a race club these days, it's virtually you're running a business and we're trying to develop that business year by year. Over the last 12 months, we've got all our infrastructure in place now, particularly with our kennels and facilities and, of course, what's about to take place at the end of the year with the redevelopment of the circle track and the new straight track. And uh, not only now with the infrastructure in place, we then have to look at the prize money levels too, and we really want to grow all our feature races. Even a lot of the, the minor races throughout the year, we've increased their prize money there too over the last uh, six months, and uh, it's nice to be able to give this sort of prize money back now to the the owners and trainers. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you mentioned the the Zoom top there with its increased prize money this year, and I, and I feel like that series... Uh, with that increased prize money, it just it just proved the the quality of greyhounds that will head down there. Of course, zipping Orlando won, and we saw Punter's Bandit come through that race as well, who looks a very promising stayer. So to have that increased prize money uh, for the for the Cup and Fireball uh, off the back of the the million dollar chase, it, it might shape up as getting a, a, another top notch field for both races again this year. I think it certainly will, Matt. Uh, I think we've been very lucky over the years, particularly over, I think, the last 10 years, too, since we got on uh, TAB. The, the club made that transformation from a country club to a TAB club. But uh, we've always really had, you know, 
real high-class uh, sprinters to contest, particularly the Golden Cup. Uh, they've always made headlines at the last few years. Our meeting with the, the heats of both races, they're virtually was it's just city meetings. And, uh, you know, we, we've had greyhounds from all over New South Wales travel down. We've had them, you know, coming off from Victoria. Of course, David Gill uh, won the Cup back in 2019 with Emerald Rainbow. And talking to him last week, uh, he's heading back to Goulburn again next month. He's bringing uh, dogs up for both the Cup and also the Fireball. I think Fernand Boy will be one of those dogs that will be heading this way too. And as I said, the way the Fireball has really grown, I just think every available sprinter, uh, whether it be you know, particularly in New South Wales, uh, for both races, uh, I'm sure they'll be uh, heading the Goulburn and we'll look forward to yet uh, another great series. Uh, look, they all say that the, the final day is always your best day, but uh, as you know, Matt, calling a lot of these uh, feature Group 1 races and even coming up with uh, the Million Dollar Chase semis on Saturday, it's always the, the heat or the semi-meeting that somehow is always better than the final day because of the the, the number of uh, greyhounds going around on that day, you know, whether it's four or five or six feet, and you just get some great racing, uh, you know, over a number of races rather than just the one-off race in the final. But I suppose you can't detract from the final. Uh, it always turns out to be the highlight of, uh, of you know, whatever series you are conducting. So uh, I think we're in for a uh, probably very close to probably the best Golden Cup and Fireball that we've uh, had on record, uh, particularly with those record prize money levels for next month. Yeah, outstanding. And there was also an announcement a little while ago about the, the track there undergoing some upgrades, including a straight track being put in. When will we see those start to take place? And, and how important is it for Goulburn to get a straight track there? Yeah, Matt, uh, we're probably looking at around about Christmas time at this stage. We've just got a, a few things that obviously have to take place with the DA approval and uh, and then tenders out for the contractors. And, and by the uh, we're hoping around Christmas time that uh, the development will take place. Uh, of course, the redevelopment of the circle track, uh, there'll be uh, new drainage work, water system going in, the, the back straight, the home straight will be extended. Uh, a couple of new distances, one above the 500, one around, I think, the, the 650, 660-metre uh, mark. And most importantly, to, um, we'll be completely uh, redoing the uh, the land. The Bungador sand will go in, so a completely new surface there also. And uh, most importantly, the track lights going in. So of the three codes that race in Goulburn, uh, we'll be the first night racing down there. So that's pretty exciting. And most modern lights that, we, uh, that are available to us uh, for the track lights. And then, of course, yeah, the exciting part is that the straight track something that uh, as a club we we've pushed probably for the last five years it's been in our plans been a lot of uh, a lot of negotiations a lot of meetings taken place with uh, Tony Mestrov and uh, particularly Wayne Billet and uh, we we're eventually uh, able to uh, to get it all approved and then of course the money approved only just recently with that announce- announcement from uh, Kevin Anderson the uh, the racing minister but they have the second straight track down there I think it's enormous for Goldman itself and particularly with the southern region uh, of, of New South Wales and, and not only the most exciting part of uh, of having the second straight track is that we're actually going to have lights on the straight track so it will be the uh, the first night racing straight track uh, in uh, in Australia and probably worldwide so that's going to be very very exciting and I, I think for the, the town itself also uh, for Goulburn to, to think that uh, that the Southern Highlands is going to have probably just about the best racing complex in the state and one of the best, if not the best, uh, in the country, uh, I, I think really pays tribute to my board uh, for the work that's been done, our racing manager, Patrick Day, for the work that he's also done uh, over a long period of time. We put plans in place for 
uh, a lot of our infrastructure probably 15 years ago and we've been very fortunate to have uh, a lot of it implemented already and again we've got to uh, you know, pay a, a lot of tribute to the Grand Racing New South Wales to both Tony and also Wayne uh, for the support they've given us. Uh, we've probably uh, you know, drove them mad over the last few years trying very hard to push uh, to get this particular project uh, underway that's going to happen at the end of the year, probably even a lot earlier than it is uh, taking place at the moment. But it was very exciting for Goulburn, great, I think, for the industry itself down in this area. Yeah, absolutely. And just before I let you go, Gaz, I know you're a big form form student of Greyhound Racing. Who do you think will win the Million Dollar Chase? Yeah, it's uh, it's open. One person, uh, you're talking to Ken Burnett earlier, Black Chili, I thought of the $30 at the moment on the uh, the pre-post. Just after his win there uh, at Nowra, look, I really hope he draws a wide box on Saturday because he's a he's a real high-speed chaser. Uh, I called his win when he returned from that long break from racing at Dapto over the 300 about six weeks ago, and uh, he won by 10 lengths, and then he went around in the Million Dollar Chase regional at Dapto. He just couldn't quite run the 520 out at his first 520 for a long time. And then, of course, he's gone the hour of those two brilliant wins. And I think he's run two-tenths off the track record of Wales. It gives you an idea how quick this dog is. If he can draw the eight in the semi, uh, he can use that uh, brilliant speed that he's got through the first two sections. He might be able to break him up and get away with it. So, look, uh, I just think he might be the smoky. Um, so, but, look, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very open race. Uh, there's going to be a lot of chances. And as you know, it'll all come down to who's com- competing against each other with the box draw on Saturday in the semis. But I just think as a, as a bit of an outsider, uh, I think if he can get the right box on Saturday, he might surprise Black Chili. Yeah, I'm just having a look at the, the fields that have that have been drawn up for Saturday and he's he's got box number five there on Saturday, which, of course, we've seen She's a Pearl come from there and be victorious in the, in the golden Easter egg. So it might look a little tricky on paper, but... Uh, some people have said that middle draw at Wentworth Park can be an advantage. Well, thanks for the chat this morning, Gaz. All the best with with the future. Uh, at Goulburn with the increased prize money, the cup and the fireball just around the corner, and then the upgrades that will be taking place uh, around Christmas time. So thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds this morning. Really appreciate all your time and your support. Thanks very much, Matt, and all the best uh, with the Million Dollar Series with yourself over the next fortnight. No worries, thank you. There's Gary Clark, the, the president of the Goulburn Greyhound Racing Club, chatting all things prize money and upgrades at Goulburn. That wraps up Going Greyhounds this morning. Till next time, take care and enjoy your week.